Broadcasting live from sunny South Florida and the best way to start your Saturday, this is KMA Talk Radio, life, liberty, and the pursuit of fine cigars. Your KMA crew, the Italian scallion, Paul DeGracco, the man with the scoop, William Cooper, Alex the Goat Tavella, and always telling it like it is, Honest Abe DeBatna. I like to smoke them like the Winston Churchill. Good morning, folks, and happy Saturday. It's time for another round of KMA Talk Radio. I am here in sunny South Florida, and most of the crew is with me. Obviously, if I'm doing the intro, you know Abe is not here. So let's get the gang in. First, we got my man, Paul DeGracco, known by many names, but I'm going to keep it as Paul DeGracco today just because I want to be nice. What a gentleman. <laughs> and the man who always has the scoop, William Cooper. Good morning, hey, Coop. Good morning, guys. Anyway, Paul, Paul is here, and uh, I'll just break the news right now. Uh, it's no STG story, so Paul is uh, now Berlin Elite there. Is that is that two weeks in a row, no STG? Two weeks, two weeks in a row, yeah. Wow. Where's yeah, Justin? We got to talk to him. Uh, they're, they're slacking. That's all I can tell you. They're slacking. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, you would think – for a company that has two sides between Forged and General, I mean, they were on – it's interesting because they were on a tear. Now they slowed down. You think, Coop, you think it could be because PCA is coming up in, in, in March instead of the long far, further away out in July? I think it's two things. I think that is one thing for sure. And I think the other thing is they usually get their sales teams together for a meeting to talk about the full the full slate ahead. I think that's about to happen probably in the next month. So I think it's those two things. I'm actually going to be doing a final compilation of what the score was this year with them. So I'll have that. <laughs> of later course this you month. are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want to see if it was cl how close it was to last year's numbers. So I'm kind of curious. So I, I'm going to be doing that, but that won't happen until probably the last two weeks of the year. Once I know, like, now is the time your factories are shut down and things like that. So there's probably not a lot coming out. I was just going to mention that we're getting close to that time of the year, like like uh, the entire country of Nicaragua like goes on vacation for like yeah, like, every, yeah. everything shuts down. Everything it seems like it's it seems like I've been told that's this a is good not point. A, yeah, that's a good point. Real quick, Paul is actually leading ahead of Abe in show appearances right now. <laughs> that is, that is. This, this toast goes to uh Chris Daniels who pointed out my haunted mansion cup. Thank you. This, my boys got me this for Christmas, but they couldn't wait to give it to me. Nice, nice, that's nice. cool. Like so, yeah, we got yes, yeah, the factories, <laughs> factories tend to shut down, yeah, for the, for the two weeks. They do. It seems like some some I know fa close earlier. Some are closing in mid December and stay closed uh, for three or four weeks. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh good. Hey man, that's kind of cool that they yeah. that they do that. That's for the holidays, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But but that that's something that we as a retailer have to keep in mind because you know. Yeah. When they're closed. There ain't no putting an order in. That order. Oh, ain't I know. Coming. Or, so or shipping. Get, yeah. Right. There's nothing shipping. You yep. ain't getting your stuff. No, that's like uh, 
when we used to do business, one of my companies, we did a lot of business uh, with companies in Europe. And in August, just forget getting anything because they're all, you know, on holiday. That's that's when they all these businesses shut down in sure. in uh, the UK and, and Italy and Spain. You can't yeah. get anything from them during the month of August. Why August? That's like where there's some when their summer holiday is. Yeah, like, it's like that. They'll take off yeah. for summer. But it's usually a solid three or four weeks that if you haven't gotten your order in by, they usually give you a date. Like they're really good about it. But like most of the companies in the UK, they'll say if you haven't placed your order by the end of June or whatever it is, you're not getting it until September. Really? From the end of June? Yeah. I mean, it depends on the company. This was like a promotions company that we dealt with, uh, a manufacturing company. And I think it's the same. And it, it, doesn't that happen in China too, Coop? Oh, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Yeah. We used to we used to buy a lot of when I worked at the the minor league baseball team. We used to buy a lot of uh, promotional items, but we had to have orders from China and anything that would come from uh, Europe would have to be in by a certain time, or else it was going to be delayed. Yeah. What are you yeah. What are you lighting up there, Alex? What's that? What are you lighting up? So you're not going to be able to see it because of the green screen. Yeah, it's over. so funny. <laughs> but uh. I fired up a Wagashi today. I felt in the mood for a Wagashi. I got I got two more left. And yesterday my uh my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, their two dogs and their and their two-year-old showed up because my wife has a, a baby shower this weekend. And I have two Wagashis left. And I told him this morning, I was like, we're gonna smoke those tonight. We're gonna go out on the golf cart and smoke them. So I'm excited to introduce him to the Wagashi. So, folks, put in the comments. Let's see what you're smoking. Coop, you firing up today? Yeah, I. You know, you smoked this one a couple of weeks ago. Um, this I'm smoking the Perdomo 30th Connecticut today to start off with. Oh, nice. Yeah. What size is that, 30th. Coop? That's the Toro, the Epicure they call it. Yeah, yeah the Epic big cigar. Yeah. So their their Toro or Epicure is always they they what like they stay in the six by fifty four range. Right. Right. Yeah, Perdomo doesn't. I mean, I think everything is basically. In that six by fifty four range, you know. Yeah, they do a lot of fifty fours. Like there's a five by fifty four. They do two. Um, they do. You know, Perdomo does really good. I'll say uh, torpedoes and Churchills. I, I really yeah. like their torpedoes a lot. I'm trying to see here, I actually have it up. Churchill, yeah, even the Churchills are seven by fifty four. Yeah, they they tend to stay in that fifty four ring gauge. Yeah, I mean, you know. Why why mess with the sauce if it's working, you know? Well, that's true. Yeah. They're consistent too. That's that's one thing you can say about about Perdomo with everything. Like I, I think he's fanatical about keeping things, the packaging, the the cigars themselves. Like he's that's a, a formula he's really figured out. Yeah. I, I'm always fascinated when we talk to him. I know I, I Coop, I, I think you are too. Like he really has it down to a science, like every aspect of that company. When you go on the factory tour, it is like going. It is like going to a university, literally. Yeah. And you start off, in the, and I'm not going to go through the whole factory tour, but at the beginning, he starts talking about seeds, and he spends two hours talking about seeds. And trust me, you're going to be interested, every bit interested in those two hours of him talking about. Seeds. He is an interesting guy, man. It, 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 it is not like yeah. It is. It is. It's just. It is an education you're going to get on that tour. He knows, and like you said, he knows every aspect of that from seed to store. He has every aspect 
knowledge of that. It's, it's and, incredible. And like he, you know, when well, obviously you know this, and he's said it in many interviews, especially yeah. with us. But like the just the presentation within the retail stores, like where they go to retail stores and help them set up their area. They they work on lighting. Like he, I mean, didn't he? He brought in like a retail specialist from like the food world, to like Coca-Cola. right? Yeah. yeah, from Coke. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure that that showed like that taught them a lot of the ideology and and you know stuff behind philosophy behind lighting a product and presenting a product it's it's cool yeah it, it's uh the last part of the tour is actually merchandising and they take you through a, a, a one-hour thing on that again really interesting completely on this you'll, you'll, you'll come out of that and they're saying this is why they do certain things um and then right. they you know they have all the data that kind of shows how this has really been effective for the retailer partners right. who have implemented their merchandising yeah, man, you know, without a doubt, Perdomo could teach a master class on yeah. merchandising, advertising. And just, you know, in my experience, I can't speak as a matter of fact, but in my experience, the the two, how do I put it, probably best oiled machines running that I've seen is, of course, Perdomo. And, and believe it or not, a newer company, McAuliffe Cigars, is like that as well. Those guys have a plan. Oh. They have a way to execute. You know, they have it mapped out. They know what they want to do, and, and they have a plan to execute it. You know, they are Perdomo, and, and I look at McAuliffe, and, and they're oiled machines that know the direction that they want to go and have long-term plans of what their goals are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's just things that I've seen McAuliffe do, and they're not a big company by any means. Right. And a new but company. They're a new company, and, but they, they have done things that, how can I put it, probably some bigger companies aren't even doing. Right. Yeah. And, and they, you know, I think like it, it, it goes to, to Al's credit that he, I mean, he said it when he was on the show, like he found people that he knew, knew what they knew more than him about certain aspects of the business. Right. Like, like bringing Amanda in there, I think was a, a huge, huge thing for branding, um, for them. And, and Dan obviously has such big world experience and such you know massive com- i mean what he was at microsoft for what yeah. 30 years or something you know they they know what they're doing and they care that's well, the cool part here here's here's the thing you know and perdomo seems kind of the same mindset they let the farmers farm they let the rollers roll and they let the business people business and everybody yep. plays their part yep you know i think like that's one of the one of the issues you look at at a company like AJ Fernandez. Um, I mean, you know, this guy is basic to call him a farm. He's like a farmer conglomerate. Yep. But when you look at the business side, you know, who's AJ Fernandez in the United States? You know, those guys can barely keep an employee around a while, let alone have a, a real face or business right. forward part of the company. I mean, obviously, you know, he's not hurting in any way in sales, but um as far as the brand itself, it kind of doesn't have really a face to it. Yeah, Nick, Nick, you know, he wears Nick's amazing because he's down in Nicaragua so much too. Uh, and then, you know, he's visiting his retailers like all the time. So, I mean, anytime we can get time with him, it's 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 challenging only because he's on the road a lot, Nick. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. That's, he actually that's came part of the life. That's hard, man. I sure as hell don't want to do it. 
I remember Abe said that to Abe talks about that. And we talked about it when Rocky was on the last time or not the last time, the time before that, when the first episode during the pandemic, Yeah, you know, Rocky credits Abe with Abe telling him like, you got to be a gypsy. You got to be out everywhere. And, and obviously Rocky does it and did it, but, uh, that's, that's the part of the, the job. That's not the most necessarily glamorous. It, it sounds good until you have to actually do it and travel that much. Yeah, I mean, I was talking to Jose Blanco yesterday, and and Jose's a you know look, Jose's not young anymore. I mean, you know, right. he's, he's seventy four, right? He'll tell you that he's seventy four. Um, and I I kind of say to him, Jose, you need to slow down. He's like, I can't slow down. He goes, we need to be out, you know, we need to be out and meeting with our customers and everything. And uh, you know, he was on his way to Estonia yesterday, just dealing with flight delays and everything. And uh, you know, God bless him. God bless this. Guy, and then it, I, I remember yeah. he he like he you know he had his little health issue for a while. He would be like in the hospital. But didn't he like the next day he was on your show or something, Coop? When he had some kind of a health issue at one point, and then he was on your show the next day or a day after. Like he's he's a hustler, what, man. It wasn't quite the day after. He came on a few weeks later. Um, but yeah, he he had a health he had a little bit of a health scare down in the DR. Uh, he was in the hospital for a while though. Yeah, he, he was in the hospital. He had a he had a, an issue down at Pro Cigar. I actually saw him down there when he was sick. Um, and uh, you know he, he's okay now, which is good. He's okay now, which is good. And he was lucky like everyone was around when when it happened. And then he had the COVID scare two years ago as well. And he'll tell you he's you know he had a he had COVID bad, Jose. Uh, well, he's I mean, listen, Jose is like you said, he's not a it's not a young guy. He's got more energy than a lot of forty-year-olds. I'll just tell you that. I was gonna so, say he get he gets yeah. around though. That's for sure. He does. Yeah. He, yeah. He does. So, and he, like I said, he recognizes, you know, and I think like what Fuente's doing in Europe is amazing because Fuente has, um, how can I put it? You know, they're taking advantage of the fact that the Cuban market is starting to soften now, and they're getting into a lot of stores, and they're they're, they're going they're going on the offensive right now. Uh, the kind of land shelf space in Europe because what's going on with the Cuban market. Does he, does Jose handle all of Europe? Yeah. Wow. He so, works in conjunction with the Mirafels. So the Mirafels, right. well, I are the distributor, but Jose's kind of like the eyes and ears of, of Fuente with the Mirafels, I guess is the best way to put it. Are we, are we seeing that? I think we've touched on it before, but are we seeing that more from other companies? to coop um, yes. as far as trying to break into that european market because of what's going on with with cuban cigars definitely and some companies have not been as like um visible as others cle is definitely making a big push in europe right now christian aroa even even justo is making the push into europe right now um i know perdomo was was spending a lot of time over in england uh earlier this year so so yeah, they're they're making the, they're seeing it and they're making a push. I've asked Soccer about it, and Soccer just says he doesn't have the capacity to satisfy the European market, but he is doing some distribution in Europe. Right, right. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder who the big players are in Europe. Like, who are the big? Like, as far as New World cigars, who are the big? I have to assume Fuente, but it's like is Padron big in Europe? Not as big as you would think. Uh, there's one company that's pretty big in Europe. They're here, but you know they're they're a small player here. But in Europe, they're a monster, and that's Maya Selva cigars. Oh really? Oh, really? I Selva. didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're a monster in, in particularly on the continent in Europe. You know um, what cigars I saw in Europe when I was there? Everywhere was uh, Oliva cigars. 
Oliva, yeah, Oliva oh, because of the whole Jake Cortez thing. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Well, yeah. listen, Padron just as a whole isn't as as big as most people think. Right. As far as cigars, you know, manufacture. No, they're not. They're definitely not. Uh, I'm seeing Oscar Valladares get, get a lot more push in Europe these days. So, I mean, it seems like he's getting a push. AJ Fernandez's brands have done well in Europe as well. well sure. I, I can imagine David Off. Yeah, um, yeah. Casey, I'm sure they've. I'm sure they've been a long part of that. This is yeah. not a new breakthrough yeah. from them. And, and Drew State, Drew State's not a minor player, and you know, they're becoming much more of a player in Europe now. When I was over in uh, the UK, I, you know, I, this is five years ago. I was seeing a lot more Drew State than I thought I would see. So, Casey's got all the facts and figures right now. Yeah, Casey's the figures. Okay, but so Casey, to put that in, in perspective, you know, Padron is a 10 million cigars a year company. What, what what's an Altidus? 50, 100. It's got it's got to be right, Coop. You have an idea, uh, rough number, fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's much more than that. It's got to be more than that for all to this. Yeah, right, right. So in perspective, it's, I mean, I'm probably Tobacco probably... Garcia does that a year. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but all to this is you know their presence on the continent in Europe is not what you would think. Because of their Habanos, the whole connection with Habanos. Of course. Of course. So you, you see brands like from all to this, like Vega Fina is the brand they push in Europe a lot because it's not a, it's, it's not, not Habanos Monte Cristo. Brand. It's not the right, right, right. 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 That, yeah. That makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. So interesting. Fuente uh, making their mark in Europe. Yep. Sp- speaking of which, I know you have this as a news article, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is worthy of talk, Cooper. I figured I we were going to talk about it. Yep. I named the damn show Dollar Dollar Bill, y'all. Yep. So there is very good reason to believe that Cooper will be winning his longstanding bet against Abe in the Fuente Padron Cigar Saga. Listen, now, Cooper, Carlito, Carlito commented I saw, I think, was that on, I think it was on Matt Tobacco's show. Sorry, (laughs) Carlito was commenting, sorry, Abe, but Coop's going to win this one. I couldn't let him down. Something like that (laughs) on, on the, what was it? The spare notes uh, show that you guys did. I was like, look at him. He loves, he loves it. I think. I think Carlito's getting a little, uh, a little. Carlito's been getting in. Yeah. Carlito's been getting into it, but yeah. I was getting worried. Okay, so let me make this clear because when we did the show. Well, wait before what? you go, Coop. Let me just uh-huh. let me just back up for those that don't know what we're talking about. Coop, Coop, and that's why Abe isn't here. I didn't want the shame. <laughs> Coop and Abe have had a long-standing bet regarding the Padron Fuente collaboration cigar set. So. They had made this. I mean, the, the bet is at least a year old, but it's, a little, it's over this, a year old. Yeah, this thing was first announced in 2020. I want to yeah. say, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know, Abe made the statement that it will definitely it will not be out before 2024. Coop said we will get it before 2024. That was the bet, and here we are now. It's looking like Coop is going to win. But go ahead with your with your so, point, Coop. Paul. When we did the show, when you and I did that show together, right? Um, well, so I think it was one of you guys that did a show solo, you guys, and they were having the cigar aficionado big smoke. And I made the comment, I said, Well, this is the opportunity they can announce that this is shipping, right? right. And if this doesn't right. ship, I'm worried, okay, that I'm gonna lose the bet because of the like we just talked about this earlier. The factory's closed in December, right? 
So I'm starting. It doesn't get announced. I'm hearing nothing. We're getting closer to Thanksgiving. I'm starting to really sweat this. I ain't lying. Here. I said, I'm, if, because if this doesn't ship by Thanksgiving, I'm screwed. I'm done, right? Because it ain't shipping. And and sure enough, uh, Sunday night, Carlito messages me. He goes, Coop, I got a scoop for you. And he's like, uh, he tells me, he sends me the picture. Now, that's awesome. It, it shipped out of the factory. It's got to look. You know, when you make a bet with Abe, right? He's going to fight you tooth and nail, okay, on everything, oh, yeah. right? He, he, look, <laughs> so, I mean, Abe's like already claiming moral victory on this, all right? Because it was this close. So I said, look, I'm not going to be that guy. It's got to land in the stores. Once it's in the stores, I win. I don't want to hear Abe saying, well, you know, we, I went, no, I won. Casey, Casey, it, it shipped from. It shipped from the DR, Nicaragua, wherever it is in route yeah. or, or close to here. But no, I mean, we've even gotten word. We've we've talked to the other side with Padrona. It's it's looking like it's going to be here. It's going to be yeah. here. Just in time we, we have to do a live presentation. Uh, yeah. like maybe, maybe we'll fly Coop down. We got to cool. make a whole big thing about <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. But by the way, the other thing that I'll, I'll say uh, as far as this goes is Perdomo announced their the thirtieth the same way. They announced it was shipping from from Nicaragua. Uh, and there's a little there's a little like debate in the media: should you announce that something's shipping when it ships from the factory, or when it ships from the warehouse to the retailers? It, you know, you could you could you can you could split hairs on. Listen, that. normal circumstances, I would say shipping to retailers, but in this case. It's a newsworthy story. There, there's been high anticipation for this thing. And look, here's the thing. You know, Coop. You know, in his article, he didn't just post a, a, a picture of the box. There, he posted a picture of these things boxed up, and and it looked like they were they were actually in a, a, a cargo container. Yeah, yeah. Being shipped. So yeah. So they're and, coming. Uh, it's coming. Uh, you know, and uh, it, it's funny. People say, "Well, why did you make that bet?" Right. I just felt there were things that were going on in Padron and Fuente that. They 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 want to do and they wanted to get this one done. Um, I was hearing consistently that George Padrone was, was all year saying it was shipping this year, but you know we heard the Father's Day story. That was the other one. We thought this was coming out on Father's Day, so right, and it didn't right, happen. Right. So, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll wait till it. You now look, if for some reason it doesn't get to a store till January second, I lose as far as I'm right. concerned. So, and I'm not gonna split hairs saying oh technically it shipped. No, it it let's get. Let's make sure it's available. But one store is all it's going to be, Abe. I'm not saying it's, it's got to be one store. Oh, absolutely. To, if somebody yeah, has it, that means everybody's is. Yeah. is I have a couple of retailers ready to go put something on social media. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> and so look, just look, warning you on that one. Right, yeah. Listen, tr truth be told, look, uh, you know, we're, we're, we are probably maybe one or two others, but the closest geographically to these, to, you know, at least Padron. So, you know, We'll probably be one of the first to have it just by mail. House of Paul, if you guys want to, if you guys want to make a trip down to Miami to get those from Padron, <laughs> I, I will reimburse the mileage. Okay, <laughs> so. I'll pull up and I'll open the, the trunk of the car and yeah. load them all in there. Uh, I will. I will absolutely reimburse mileage and and more. So, how many I'll boxes buy, do you think each retailer will get? So Let me tell you, we don't know. We still don't. We know. don't know. We, yeah, what I can't, we so smoke in does not know. We get what we get, and we don't get upset. In the words right. of my son, right? It's so seven hundred fifty boxes shipped out of the DR. Carlito said there's another shipment coming. 
So I don't know if that means it's, you know, what when that's going to be or how many that's going to be after that. Uh, but they're going, so 750 is really not that many. If you think about it, how many Fuente and Padron retailers are there around the country? Right. I, I heard there was a process that they're going through the allocation. I don't want to spec. I've heard speculation what that process is, but there is a process they have. And so get, but it's still 750. If you guys see one or two boxes, that's probably what I would guess. Right. Yeah. Vince, the, the, there's the, I would suspect that you're not going to be seeing many retailers selling a box. Um, as a whole box, because, you know, a lot of guys are probably only going to get one box. Yeah. And and a lot so. of them are probably going to want to. This is what happened with the Padron 50 is about 10 years ago. Some some took the philosophy. Let's break the box up and sell the humidor. Others say we're not breaking the box up. We're selling it as a unit. And I think you're going to see a very I think a lot of retailers will probably go for the for selling it as a unit first. They'll try yeah, to I'm just, assuming there's going to be a lot of hardcore fans, no matter how expensive yeah. it is, that are going to want the the collection. Well, it's, sure, sure, but then you see you we, you run into like a philosophical problem here, right? Let's say I have one or two boxes. So what do I do? Do I make one guy happy and sell him the whole set, or do I, right. I give a chance to for you know what's it a ten people to get one and one, or what is it a and forty count box? The humidor you know, after yeah. whatever you know, and who knows? But you know, so it's kind of like, what do you do? You know, we tend to try to like you know let as many people as possible get a chance to have it. That's why most of our vintage room stuff is limited to you know two or three or four per person. Because look, here's the deal. Here's the reality, right? And it's the same thing with Opus X. Nobody has a problem. And nobody will have a problem selling this stuff, right? You could sell the right. stuff the minute you you could have. Right. You it's, could, it's I, can, I guarantee you, if I had ten, I can get ten people to pay for it today for when it right. comes. No questions. I don't. I don't. I don't even know how much it is, but I guarantee you, I can. So you know, this kind of stuff is not something that anybody's going to have an issue selling. That's for sure. Yeah, this is. It's not going to be an inexpensive cigar either, by any means. Of course. It, it get, yeah, this again, it just reminds me very similar to how when Padron 50th came out in that very immaculate humidor. Um, but this, I, when I looked at what's included with this, it's a lot more in, intricate. I mean, there's a book, there's a coin, there's artwork in this thing. Right. It, it is not going to be the bands look when I finally, you know, the when I saw the, the promotional video, the detail on the bands is, is, is really a, um. But yeah, I think you'll I think you'll see basically a lot of retailers. Some of these men even make it to the shelves, unfortunately. That's because that's very just, possible. Because somebody possible. some yeah some are gonna maybe someone has already lined up to to cut a check for that humidor, whatever it is. Right. right and right. then then the ones that aren't, they're not gonna be on the shelves long, is what I'm saying. If they break them up, so well, right. Coop, are are I wonder are they doing? I haven't heard any word, but like when they did the the Padron. 50 humidors one of the one of the nice parts of if you were able to they're doing they're doing ice they're filling ice buckets now ah now they've been here since night okay it's okay so i'll t i'll just talk over it if you were if you bought the padron 50 humidor you actually could get the buyer could get refills for the humidor i haven't heard that yet it wouldn't surprise me if that's the case though oh that's cool yeah, that's how they did the 50th. Somebody bought yeah. the whole set in the humidor. They were actually 
able to buy refills of, of well, the and the retailer was able to get those refills as well if they right, wanted. Right, and the right, difference right. was the serial numbers were a different color from the original. Yeah. So I, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is a one or done. I my my gut is telling me the fact that there's already another shipment coming. It's not a one and done, but it'll be something right. done on a on a random basis. You don't know when these things will come out. Right, it and you'll be, be able like to get them. Yeah, once a year, or once every couple months, there's a shipment that comes in or something. Right. Right. Once every couple of years, more like that type of thing. Okay. I would say, yeah, sure. I think it won't be as it won't be a regular production thing by any means. You know, I have a question because we're talking about humidors. What kind of humidification do you guys use at home? I mean, Alex may be different because that you may not even keep cigars at home, Alex, because you're always at the shop. But do you do you have like one of those cooler doors or like you know like the wine fridges? That, yeah. No, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a desktop. I don't keep a lot of cigars. I, I have probably, I have under a hundred cigars at home. Yeah. Uh, most of them are sitting there aging, and every once in a while, I'll pull pull one out. Not because I'm a crazy aging person. I mean, because I'm sitting at smoking all day. I don't have to have like regular, right, sticks sitting at home. But I, I use a desktop. What about you, Coop? Probably the upright humidors I have, I use the Hydra electronic humidification. Works great. Um, and then I have, I use the cool for, for a lot of the excess. I use the cooladors with bovidas. So the cooladors. How many humidors do you have, Coop? I have like three, like I would say humidors, two personal, one review humidor. And then the cooladors, I have a lot. So. Do you have a desktop one? Like, do you keep one on your office desk at the house? Uh, I do. I have a desktop one and that's when people come over to visit and that's cigars that I would say are. Good cigars, but not ones out of my personal stash. I have to worry about losing. So I have one desktop, right, unit, right. and I, I use Hovita for that. This is yeah. what I have. I have two of these, right. but obviously they're they're stuffed full of cigars. But I I would really like to get. I'll talk to Coop. I'll talk to you, Coop, because I'd yeah. like to get a stand up one, but a low profile one that I can have like in the in the corner of my office. I really like yeah. the one Abe has in his office, but it's too big that like Well, they make the much corner. smaller ones, Paul. You would they probably make, need a make countertop. They make tabletop ones kind of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I tabletop. Like the idea though cards. of like hanging one on the wall and like being able to to like open it and pull out of that. But hanging I just use the, the I just use the bovidas in it and the beads. I I I don't know, I'm weird about it cuz I feel like the humidification stays better when I have the silicone beads, a pack of the silicone beads, and bovidas in there. Like I feel like that's when it stays at, at a good humidity. I am looking at possibly building a walk-in humidor in the office upstairs. I use uh, nice. just because I think wow. it would make more sense. I think, and it's it's not like I have to have someone do it. It's not impossible to do, but I think it would make some sense, and then I can get rid of all these cooler doors at that point. I know some guys that uh, know people that build humidors uh, down here in South Florida. Uh, yeah, I mean, the key thing here. is it's the ceiling. Is the key. you got to get ceiling is the key thing, and the good good cedar wood. So right. I see, but the right. ceiling, the seal it is the key thing. Huh? Wow, man. You don't, yeah, man. Go ahead. Yeah, yo, Keith. You know what, Keith's uh, Keith's getting a little too comfortable. I am allowed to smoke at home. I just don't smoke in the house. I smoke outside of my lanai. I smoke outside on my on my porch. On the golf cart, I do smoke at home. The majority of the time, I'm smoking cigars. I'm at I'm at home. I just can't smoke in the house. I'm not allowed to smoke at home. I can't even I can't smoke on property. Oh, really? There's no smoking at all on your property. There's wow. no smoking at all on the property. Wow. I rent. I, I rent, but yeah, I can't smoke on my patio. That's why I'm always here. I come back here and smoke. I mean, fortunately, I, didn't know I live. That. Too, wow, I didn't I know live. they could like do that. 
Yeah, they it's, can. It's, it's private property. Yeah, it's it's their property, man. I just uh, I just pay rent yeah. there. You know, yeah. it's it's their pro- the whole complex. There's no smoking on the complex. You know, fortunately, I live literally two minutes away from here, so it's not a big deal to jump in the car. You know, as long as it would take me to like set myself up on my patio is the, how long it takes me to drive here. And the one cool thing that I like about here is that there's this this community was built with like 25 miles of walking paths. So what I right. like to do is I'll take the dog and I'll get a cigar and I'll walk. That's what I'll do at night. I'll walk the paths with the dog and smoke a cigar. So I can take 45 minutes when the, once the kids are asleep and, and walk. That's there's no rule. So I, I have that. I mean, we have outside of our gate, you know, there's a big, you know, I could walk around. There's a nice area to walk behind And Sometimes I'll do that. But, you know, most of the time I, you know, I'm like playing chess or something while I'm smoking a cigar. So, you know, walking, I tend to get bored quickly. Normally I'm doing something, watching chess videos. Keith, don't don't get married to a woman that doesn't smoke cigars because that's that's the rule in my house. Yeah. We gotta I gotta shower after I smoke a cigar. Do you? <laughs> I mean it's not I, I usually do anyway though, because I usually when I smoke a cigar, it's at the end of the end of the night anyway. So I usually take a shower before bed these days. Since since I don't go into an office, I used to always shower in right. the morning. But now, since I don't go into an office, it's easier to take a shower before I go to bed. That's what I do in the morning. And yeah, you know. I think I think fortunately for me, Marissa works here as well, so you just kind of become immune to the smell. You know, you almost don't even realize it because she's right, here yeah. all day too. So yeah, you don't even you don't even notice it at that point. I see, I, but I'm different because I like that smell. Like when somebody comes back from a cigar lounge, like I remember that smell when I was a kid from my grandfather, when he, after he would smoke a cigar, I'd go sit on his lap and watch golf or something with him. I like that smell. It's like a reminiscent smell to me, I guess. Cause yeah. it was, that's what my grandfather always smelled like. So I don't, I don't mind it. Sometimes when you, when there's really big events at, at smoke in, sometimes it gets to be a little bit much, especially in smaller places, not necessarily the Boynton location. Cause that place can handle so many people but sometimes when it's a really tight space like the the west palm opening i had a couple times i had to go outside it was a little bit much but i mean listen i don't i don't care what kind of you know smoke eating system you have when it when there's when there's a ton of people there's just a ton of people sometimes you can't you can't do anything yeah but coop you do you smoke in your house or just in in the studio garage where you are Uh, i have because i have hvac in here i use the studio garage it's my wife probably would complain, but um, I I should say there's another room upstairs. Sometimes I'll smoke in, but I okay. but I just but downstairs I have a lot of nice furniture and stuff, and and I actually don't want the smoke film. I I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it's even like, if I could, I wouldn't smoke in my house unless I had a you know garage or an area because that yeah. it does it lingers. It'll linger on furniture. It'll linger. You know. I mean, my screens from doing these shows after every Absolutely. show. It's give a it a wipe. Money. It's yellow. Absolutely. Right. Now, I don't oh. think it's third-hand smoke. I'm not going to say it's third-hand <laughs> smoke, but it is a film, is what I'm going to say, and it has to be cleaned. So, yeah. Um, and I look at like I look at there's a refrigerator straight across from me, and that thing has to be scrubbed down about once a month because it's white and the, the smoke makes it there. Sure. Yeah. When sure. Abe when Abe opened the uh, the the new West Palm store, I was you know I was helping him bring stuff. I mean, you were there, I think, Alex. Right. You. <laughs> No, weren't there at that point. I was, I was like literally taking shopping carts full of bundles and and walking them over. And you know, I helped. He he said if anybody's around, I was like, I'll come help. So it was great. I was smoking a cigar, walking with shopping carts back and forth, bringing stuff over. And he had 
a brand new Nespresso machine that he's like, listen, we bought this like a month ago. And I, he's like, I don't need it. Do you want it? And I was like, yeah, actually, mine's broke. Mine broke. I'll take it. The same one I have. So I brought it home. But I remember. So it was there for a month. I When I tell you, I was just like, oh, let me just wash everything quick, whatever. When I wiped the side of that thing, oh, yeah. it was like, you know, bright yellow. Like I'm like, holy shit. I got to really actually scrub this thing a little bit. But that thing, I only just recently died. So however long he opened, since he's opened that, it did die eventually. We but, uh, uh, we we have officially switched over at Smoke In to the new uh, to those Jura coffee machines. Are you still using the same coffee guy? The what's no. his name? Nope. Oh no. Nope. Oh my, my switched, buddy. We have switched over to these Jura machines, which are like all in one, encompassing. You press a button. It, it, I mean, everything is self-contained. It holds the coffee. It holds the coffee beans. You don't holds, have to make the puck and all that for the espresso. No, oh, it literally takes the beans, grinds the beans, pucks it, does the coffee, does the froth milk, keeps the milk container cold. Apparently, Coop, these are the same machines that are a a wildly popular at PCA. I hear the the, the coffee at the PCA. Everybody stands in line for these. Are one of those machines? At least that's a. Or sort of PC, I know what the jurors are. They're good machines. These are yes. not like these are not like junk machines. No, um, no. I have them at Williams Sonoma. They're like four thousand dollars. I'm looking yeah, at they're, they're, now. These are these are not cheap. Wow. No, I mean, uh, like I said, they're uh, it doesn't use like you know capsules is like their thing. It's, it, it's no, it actually does the grinding at it. It does the grinding right in the machine. I yeah, love it. That. Keeps the milk it cold, self-contained, right in the machine. All you got to do is press a button. What you want. You got the little screen on there, and uh, yeah, they're 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 legit. Those machines. Yeah, that's legit, man. It's good so far. It's uh, it's been popular. Yeah. Uh, I like them. See, it's, it's a lot easier than making your own cappuccino. You just push a push a button, and walk away, and uh, come back, and it's done. So I, I love do you get that. the you you get the beans from them, or you get the sorts of beans separate? No, we get the beans separate. We get okay. the, you know Abe's, Abe's a little snobby with his coffee, so uh, except he drinks Starbucks, which I don't understand. I I, I listen. Well, here's yeah, the thing. He, I know he's not, not but he drinks Starbucks. Yeah. On the go, there's not a lot of good. There's not a lot of good coffee places. Right. That's in, the in problem. Cool. And and even more so, there's not a lot of good. Well, I mean, there's really no good coffee places with a drive-through. Well, yeah, I would say you guys have Brooklyn Water, which is decent coffee, but there's no drive. They have yeah. decent coffee, but there's no drive. No drive. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? Coop? I don't mind a Cubester once in a yeah. while from Brooklyn Water Bagel. Those are the best. The, yeah, that's really when I just genius. that's why I just use the home coffee. If I, I try to use the home coffee machine when I leave the house, I, I get if you're on the road somewhere, you, your choices are limited. Yeah, I do that too. I wouldn't consider myself a coffee snob. Like I still buy coffee from Costco, but I like I know what I like, so I find blends or whatever. But I'll tell you what, Coop, I uh, I would recently said to my wife, I'm going to buy some more of that Kona coffee because I bought it after we left. Dude, the prices have skyrocketed on the Kona and, coffee. And again, if you're getting pure Kona coffee, not a Kona blend, right. you're going to pay $30, $40 a pound for that minimum. Which I know you said that to Ooh. me before I went, get Ooh. the pure Kona coffee, because I've had Kona blends in New York and here that I don't not like. Same. Not the same. When I, was, when I first went there, uh, when we first landed, we walked around in Waikiki Beach, and I had a Kona coffee. And I was like, this is crap. And my brother's like, you're an idiot. 
I'm like, what? He goes, you got the Kona blend one. I was like, yeah, because it was like three dollars compared to seven dollars. He goes, he took my coffee and he threw it in the garbage. He goes, go get a real one. And I got a real one. Unbelievable coffee, like like up against some of the best Colombian. I'm a big Colombian coffee fan up against some of the best Colombian coffee that and some of the Nicaraguan coffee that we've gotten. What's the what's the brand coop? That that we've had on the show before with the the airplanes on the on the logo. Oh, geez, they have a cigar. That's Colin, too. Colin Ganley's Colin Ganley's coffee. Um, that that coffee is yeah. superb. Nick, Delicious Nicar- coffee. Nick, Central American coffee is really good. Nicaraguan Honduran coffee is really yeah. good. It's very cocoa-y. I don't like African coffees. They tend to be a little more floral. Uh, I do really like Vietnamese coffee. Really? Yeah, you it's actually fun. I've seen you drinking that a couple of times. Yeah, I have, Blue, I have. Blue Mountain is probably my favorite coffee. I like it as espresso, Jamaica Blue. But there's so many fakes mm. out there. Twin Engine. Twin Engine is the name of the coffee. What is it? Twin Engine Coffee. Twin Engine, yes. Yeah, yeah it's really good coffee. Gabby Caffey's coffee that he gets out of Honduras is, is fantastic, by the way. If you haven't had I Gabby, real, it's some of the best coffee I've had. Uh, really? Yeah. I'm actually more of a tea snob than I am a coffee snob. No, my wife's the tea. My wife's into the tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tea snob. She's not I a like lipton tea, tea person. What, what's, your, what's your go-to tea, Alex? Like, my what do you my a good tea. So my go-to. So I don't. I don't really do companies. Like my go-to tea is a blend called Russian Caravan, and it's it's a mix of like oolong and lapsang. It's uh, it's almost oh, like the scotch though. of teas. Yeah. Um, it's very smoky. It's very peaty. It really goes well with a cigar. There's a place, Paul, in the Wellington Mall that still blends teas. I, when I'm up there, I'll go there, and I'll, and that's where I'll get yeah. my Russian Caravan or or good. See, you, and and tea is one of those things. If you never really had a good tea, it's kind of like coffee. If you always drank Dunkin' Donuts, you don't know what you're yeah. missing. You know, if you get right. real leaf, leaf tea, not that shredded up shit. My wife know, uses, it, yeah, she doesn't use bags. She uses the loose teas. Right, right. You, yeah, you yeah. Use, it, it's different. It's, it's it's like, you know, like I said, it's it's yeah, like. Yeah, it's not Lipton. You don't want to get like, like if you right, use the tea, right. it's not a Lipton tea bag. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like drinking Dunkin' Donuts and then actually having a real good coffee. That, you know, you see the difference. Yeah. I was exposed to oolong tea when I worked at Tiffany and Company, and we used to serve it all the time to the, to the tourists from China. And really. Yeah fell in yeah. love with oolong tea like it's 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 strong yes it's not like the tea i remember and i also really like it's kind of like a cheap tea in in england but the the uk is what is it called the uh, pg tips the ba- the the triangle bags i love pg yeah. tips it's almost like coffee it's it's very strong do, do you remember i watched about 25 years ago there was a, the green tea phase that we went through like every yes. green tea was like yes. the rage for like 25 yes. years ago yeah i never cared for it Oh, see, I still drink it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's too mild. It it's is very good mild. For your stomach, though, very good for digestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, you're not going to get a caffeine shot from from green tea. No, no. But a lot, a lot of black teas are, are as high in caffeine as 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 coffee. And I think oh, oolong is higher and higher. And higher. And higher. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, I'm very, a I'm a Russian caravan guy. I gotta look that up. I've never, I've never, uh, I've never. Heard it's of good, that. man. It's it's really peaty. It's very smoky. It has a very smoky flavor to it. Goes yeah. good with cigar. Yeah, yeah. I can see. See now, would you? I see. I could see sm- drinking that and smoking. Um, 
like a uh, what's it called? The what's the ones that I like? The filthy hooligan, like something like that. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Um, for me, a Russian caravan tea goes really, really well with a Stillwell Star English because the English specifically that. has that. that has that kind of fire cured, smoky yeah. flavor to it. Okay. So or they, they or a Toscano. Well. You can you know Toscano. hold your little Toscano and. Um, the Toscano overflavors everything. You got to smoke overflavors and oversmells yeah. everything. Yeah. I know, but I love that smell. I remember my grandfather smoking those too. That was one of the first. I mean, is that considered a premium cigar? I don't really know, but I—that's I, probably the first type of cigar I ever smoked. That's a good question, first, Cooper. Wait, which one was that again? Toscano. It's it's a different it's a different type of yeah because they're 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 uh they're cured. Fire cured. They're, yeah. they're cured different. They don't use binder. Um, it, it it's they're old. They're it's an old technique that they have. Um, but but I'm not sure how. I think you know the, some people can trace the rolled leaves back maybe further. But yeah, it's a different. It's a completely different animal. Those Toscano cigars. Yeah, that's how I look at it. And I used to smoke those like Tijuana Smalls ones with the plastic yeah. tips. But but my first like real premium cigar was a Cuba Cuba. I think. Uh, a, a cop friend of mine brought me a box. That's right. Yeah. You said that before. Vince yeah. Benetti, um, if it's stomach issues, the reason you had to give up coffee, I would say like, yeah, you can probably start with like a green tea and kind of see what you can handle. You know, that that's that's kind of that's kind of the different, even though there's different levels of, you know, how good a coffee is. Coffee is kind of coffee tea. It's different leaves, different plants. So maybe like a, you can probably drink tea, a lighter tea. And not have the stomach issues that you're getting from uh, whatever your issue you're having with coffee. Yeah, you know, Kurt this Kendall in the building. Shout out to Kurt. But hey, Kurt. So wait, wh what about you guys? So you should take milk and sugar. You won't have the real way. The real proper English way to have tea is is with milk and sugar, right, Alex? So do you? What do you uh, put in your tea and your coffee? No, I don't know. I'm not. I. 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 I uh, I drink a blend called Russian Caravan. That's it's an Eastern. <laughs> no, man, I'm 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 just a little bit of honey, and it's got to be a good honey. I'm kind of a honey snob too. I really yeah. like the, uh, course, the Hawaiian yeah. stuff, but a little bit of honey in my tea. That, that's about it, and, and very little bit. I don't I don't want overly sweet tea. See, the problem with tea is you actually got to watch it. You got to pay attention, especially with a green tea. Like a green yeah. tea, you got to have that in there for three minutes and get it out, because otherwise, right. after that, it's going to turn bitter. It yep. gets like, and it's very quickly that it will get so bitter. That's absolutely true. Yeah. 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 What about you, Coop? What do you put in your coffee? Um, either black, sometimes cream, but never sugar or sweetener. Really? Okay. I don't I'm like almost it. always just black. Like this coffee is black that I'm drinking, it, but you know, I'll sometimes if, put a little bit of sugar. I, I, I don't put like a little tinge of milk, just a little tinge. Yeah. Yeah. Just a tinge of it. Uh, it's got to be half and half or cream, though, not milk uh, okay. for me. And definitely not skim milk. Like, oh, there's, You might as well just not even have coffee if you're going to put skim yeah, milk. Yeah, at that it. point, you're just watering down the coffee. With you're just milk. watering down the coffee. Yeah. But a really good coffee should be good, like black with no sweetener and no cream. I mean, if you get, you, right. you'll get the most flavors from the, Like, particularly when I was talking about that twin engine coffee or that Caffey's coffee, you don't need anything in that. It's, it's nope. good the way it is. And, and it's. You know, the only reason why I will put sugar in coffee is to get rid of that little bit of bitterness from either over roasting or just, you know, the acidity that's in it. And I, th that's how I know it's a really good coffee when I don't 
feel the need to put any kind of sweetener that you know why that's why i like that nitro cold brew that they that they serve at yeah. starbucks because it tastes like there's cream in it already or sugar like but yeah. there's not it's just the i guess it's the carbonation that's in it yeah have you ever that tried uh death wish coffee no it's strong <laughs> it's not only is it strong but it's gross it's a classic case like a cigar of all strengths, no flavor. I, exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've heard of it. I thought I, it's I, like I, oh, super caffeinated, condensed, but it's like it, it is literally. It's like a cigar yeah. that's like it's like the what was that? Uh, is it like Black that, Rifle like, Coffee Company? No, no like, was, Black Rifle. Black Rifle. What coffee. was that Lafleur cigar that they made? Uh, it was like NBD or something. Yeah. Like, the, God, I don't remember what it was, but Casey, Casey, what was that Lafleur cigar? Yeah, it literally just made the punch you in the face. I forget the name of it. But, I mean, that's what like, <laughs> yeah, it's like all the hero. I forget what the name of that damn NBD cigar or something. NBD, something like that. But it was just yeah. like like kick you in the face. That's what like Death Rifle Coffee was, or or not Death Red. Death, death Wish. Wish. Black Rifle, I, I believe, is... A Black Rifle used to be a client of mine. They were really, really great guys. NAS, 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 NAS. Yeah. I always, when I drive down to Florida, when I go to Savannah, there's a Black Rifle coffee outlet. I always stop for the coffee there. I'll pick up a bag. They're really nice people in there, too, you know. They'll give you free refill and stuff. They have an area you can smoke outside even, too. So when we first, when I first started working with them... Uh, I spoke to I spoke to the owner for like five minutes and then he put me in touch with his marketing director and the guy's like, have you had the coffee? I was like, listen, I'll be honest. I, I have not had it before. And he goes, hold on. And he overnighted us. I mean, a box like this filled with all one pound bags. And he's like, do you like strong coffee? I was like, I like strong, but I like I like to get a good kick out of it, too. He sent us that caffeinated as fuck. C-C-A-F is the... Oh my God. The office lived off of that stuff for like three months. We all just drank that every single day. It was great. Yeah, but to coffee. me, there's, there's, there's nothing worse than, than the overly caffeinated crash. Yeah. That oh, well, that's true. Well, you got to keep drinking throughout the day, bro. Yeah. That's the problem. You go. When yeah, in office, whenever I was in an office setting, I drank coffee all day. I could drink eight cups of coffee a day when I was stuck in an office setting. Now I drink in the morning, and sometimes I'll have an espresso at night. But I I try not to try not to overdo it anymore. Yeah, I uh, I definitely agree with you on that. Um, I'm not into these like infused coffees either. Like I've seen these strawberry shortcake coffees, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I because I mean my thought process is you. I mean you have to just be injecting artificial flavors into there to, to into shitty that. coffee usually. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've had like sometimes I'll I like I, my grandmother was big into Javalia that like that chocolate Javalia. I would drink that once. I mean if that's what there is, I'll still drink it. I'll drink shitty coffee. Because I need the caffeine kick because I'm so addicted to caffeine. I'm going to get a headache if I don't drink it. So I really – I, I lower my standards all the time. How many cups of coffee do you drink a day, Paul? Now – well, this is my second like this today. Um, that's probably all I'll do today. But I, if I don't drink a cup of coffee in the morning, I'll get like a migraine some, really? some time around lunch. Yeah, I, I have yeah, a, a – See, I don't have that. Coop, are you yeah, that big of a coffee drinker? Yeah, I am. Um, I do get some very good. De- I know it's, I know it's sack, but I do get some very good decafs too. No, I don't have a problem with decaf because honestly, water decaf. I don't. You get the water decaf; it's really good. Yeah, I don't need 
coffee in the morning. I, I don't like, either. I don't either. I, That's like why. A, I but I like a warm cup of something in the morning. It kind of just yeah. get me going. Mm-hmm. Like I could I could drink a, a a cup of decaf in the morning. I wouldn't have an issue. Really? I just like it. Just kind of like having a warm cup of something in the morning just kind of gets you going a little bit. Yeah. Warm your body up. Gets me gets me rolling. I don't I don't necessarily yeah. need yeah. the the coffee. Yeah. No, I Kurt, agree. I, Kurt I do. Kurt's right. I'm a, Lavazza. I like Lavazza. And I, I agree. Lavazza. I agree with really, Lavazza. Are really good. There's a there's a weird thing, but when I worked at Tiffany on Fifth Avenue, the IBM building is around the corner in the atrium. There. Yeah, the there. Yeah, I know. I used to work there. Yeah, there's an Illy coffee stand in there, Coop. I went to that. I mean, a couple times a day. Yeah, when it's, I, it's when I worked over there. Oh, I know because I worked in that. That's the IBM building on Fifty Seventh. Yeah, but connected to Trump Tower. Yes, exactly. I worked, and then I we think. would go to the Trump bar at night and those guys used to take care of us because they loved having like local what? employees that worked for luxury places because we were always in suits. So they're like, we'll take care of you. Like, I mean, half the time we drank for free there, you know, you just throw a bunch of money at, at them for tips. They were, it was, yeah, uh, I missed some of those. I missed the old New York. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was, it was great. I mean, I'd walk down the block to Davidoff. Yeah. After work. It was on uh, Madison. That's it when was Michael Madison? Madison. That's when Michael Turcotte yeah. was working. That's when we yeah. first met. Nice. Oh man, nice. Right, those were definitely the days. Sick. Those were definitely the days. I mean, in Trump Tower, they used to film The Apprentice in there, and uh, I took All my right. kids. They ne- we never met Trump. We met like uh, that guy George and the other woman. Yeah. And they were very, and they were always very nice to my kids. Uh, I took them there about three times to go see it. Yeah. I've never met him, but I've seen him out many, many, many times when I when I worked there. And the one thing I'll say about him is I never saw that guy like run away from people. Like no, he was always great. He was always great. He was great with kids too. That was what was really good. George, you're talking about? Yeah, no, I'm talking about I'm talking about Don Donald. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Never saw him get scurried away by people. There'd be there'd be 150 people standing out there if he was out. I mean, obviously there's other. He loves it. He loves it. He yeah, loved all. Okay. This is, but have you run down to the food court he had down there? Yes, many times. Let me tell you something. When he says it's the best food court in the world, it, it is really good. That food court. That the is only not the... competition they have. Yeah, and maybe you, maybe it wasn't there when you yeah. were there. Is at the plaza. You yeah, go to the, the food court in the yes, plaza. Yes, yeah, I would have put the plaza maybe even a little ahead of the Trump one. Yeah, that, that but the Trump one's really good. And the only reason why the the plaza was better is because we used to get a forty percent discount if we showed our oh, IDs. Yeah, and you could get lobster mac and cheese for like four dollars. Yeah. Like it was ridiculously cheap. Like yeah. they, they they took care of us. But we used to go to that. We used to go to Trump for their food court. We used to go down to the food court in the plaza. Ah man, you're making me. It's not like that anymore there. I you, know it's I not. Know. So. so the last time I was there, you they closed off a lot of that. Now you know now it's not as open to that that. Trump Tower is not as open as it used to be. From what I, I see, yeah. No, it, you can only go up to that first, like up that first escalator. That's where, it. Like the coffee and the and the bar is. You that's can't it. Go anywhere else? Now. You can't that's go a anywhere. while though. That's yeah. even before COVID. They they really yeah. That was definitely when he was president. That's when that happened. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, stick with us. It's about time for a break. We got a lot oh. more coming up in hour two. Yeah, Paul. It's eleven o'clock. But don't worry. I gotta. I gotta. I'll get you caught up. We have some uh, <laughs> name that jam coming up, and I got a little bit of a musical talk. I got especially have some questions for Coop, and we're going to okay. take a look at some Spotify wrapped up wrap up. I grabbed I our. Tell me yeah. how to get that because I do have Spotify. I just I just don't use it regularly. But tell me how it's, to get it. Just, just open up Spotify. Just open um, up the just, spot. It'll be one of the first things that comes up is the wrapped up. 
Okay. Like, All right. They're, I'm checking they're, out. You'll see it if you have it because they're they're on it. This is their thing this year. So you can get it. Right. Send me the pick or load the pick real quick. But we'll be right back. Phenomenal. 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 My name is Rafael Nodel from Aging Room and Tabacalera USA. Since I was a little kid, I fell in love with a musical form called Sonata. There are many famous sonatas from fantastic composers and musicians like Beethoven, Liszt, Rasmaninov, Mozart, and I wanted to have my own sonata. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, but I didn't write my sonata with musical terms. I composed my sonata with tobacco leaves. I teamed up with my great friend and tobacco master, Eje Fernandez, and together, together we created these blends. This cigar has subtle notes. It's not aggressive. It has some great flavor, some character, and amazing aroma. So I dedicated my sonata to Nicaragua, the land of volcanoes and lakes. Cheers. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Honesty agree with the goat to tell you about Smokin's Cigar of the Month Club. Alex, tell our fans out there why our club is the best darn club out there. Absolutely. I'll tell you why. Because every month I personally handpick five premium cigars. No filler, no fluff, no fugazis. These are all premium handmade name brands that you could find in any brick and mortar store in your area. All delivered to your door for $34.95. And our average monthly retail value since the inception of our club has been almost $57. Another great feature about our Cigar of the Month Club, Alex, tell them about the ease of our Cigar of the Month Club. Sure. I'll tell you, I hate subscription services. It's always a pain to cancel them, turn you know, turning them on. We've made it super simple. All you gotta do is log into your account. There's a little green button there. If it's green, you're active. You wanna take a break, going out of town, simply hit the button and you'll deactivate your membership. Wanna turn it back on? The exact same easy process, you can turn it right back on. We've made it that easy for you. Another great feature is our Double Down Club. Alex, tell them about the Double Down Club. We had so many of our members reach out to us, really enjoyed our selections every month, that they wanted to know there was a way they can get two. And we've made that very simple. With a simple check mark, you can get double this great selections every month and save $10. Does our club have perks? Of course they have perks. You want to tell them about the perks? As a member of our club, every month there's a special discount code where if you like any of the selections, we will offer them to you so you want to come and get some more, you can get them at a special discounted rate for our Cigar of the Month Club members. And finally, expedited shipping. Tell them how fast we get the stuff out, Alex. We get the stuff out on the 28th of every month. Our membership bills on the 28th, and we get every member's package out on the 28th if it's a shipping day. Five great reasons on what makes Smoking Cigar of the Month Club the best club out there. Check it out. 
Peace. Hey, I, uh, I really appreciate you doing the video with me. Thanks. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, you didn't let me get a word in, but whatever. What? Yeah, well, great, it's perfect. Welcome back, folks. Hour two of KMA Talk Radio. I didn't know if you were going to jump in there or not, Paul. I, I I should have just put you up. I'm playing with my Spotify. It just comes up to like, I don't know. We I, we don't really, we use Amazon Music. So Do I you have really... a uh, Spotify subscription? No. Well, my wife Maybe. does, but not. You probably not, don't have I don't have access to it. Up. Is that weird? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. We, we're big I, Spotify. I use Amazon Music because we pay for Prime, so. Yeah, uh, I'm, I like what I, did do I, just, I, I like looked, I looked on like my regular music and I have like my top 25 most played songs and artists like on on like my just like the iPod function on this. I just I I, 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 I really like the Spotify platform, the way it operates, my ability to create, create playlists and stuff. I'm a big playlist guy. We, we curate for, playlists for our jukebox show. We do a playlist for every show, and it's the best way to do it, the best way to share it. Um, right. Oh, that's we cool. And if you don't have it, you can sample it, too, which I know you can do on the other stuff, too. But, yeah, right, I right, think – Right, Yeah. I don't know if Tom is being sarcastic or not. Yeah, There's Amazon an Amazon Music, music app. If you have time, time, you get Amazon Music. a long music. time, it's been Amazon Music. I still I – still, I guess you guys are going to make fun of me. I'm old school with my CD collection and stuff still, so I have a lot of stuff that's ripped, you know, digital format from my CD collection. Of course. So. Of nice. course you, you nice. are. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, I get it. You know, what are you going to do? I, I, I have, have a huge co- I have about 500 CDs. Yeah. And I'm, okay, you know, I still buy them, so. Wow. Do you buy them? Do you buy them for the keepsake of it? Yeah. All right, sure. I do now, and especially now, some of the like limited stuff is what I'll get, you know. Right. Um. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spend some time talking about some music, uh, this second hour. But yep. first, let's let's uh, start the second half of the show the way we always do, with a little name that jam, sponsored by Abo Cigars. <laughs> Alrighty, this week uh, I'm gonna tell you I am uh, I'm I'm kind of staying in in my lane of stuff I like. 
Um, this will probably be a layup for Coop, but let's see uh, if the rest of the audience and Paul can get this one. Give it All a right. whirl, Paul. Disco Jams. This is not even just a layup. This is one of yeah, my all-time favorites. I, yeah. I don't know the name of the song, but I know who it is, I think. Really? Oh, this is so well, much. With, oh, this is. Yeah, I mean, I figured this was a this was an easy one for Cooper. We yeah. get a couple. Oh, she, I got it one more time. Okay, yeah, go ahead. So listen, audience. I'm I'm getting in. Uh, I'm getting in song titles, but I'm not getting artists. I'm not getting any artists in. Uh, we so, got one. We got no, one. We got one. We got one. That's who I think it is. Yeah. Yep. So it is. It yep. is. Nailed it upside down. Yep. By Diana Ross. Take it away, Paul. No idea. Listen to that bass line. Listen to that bass line in that song. It's Bernard Edwards of Chic doing the bass. Right. Of course, Cooper drums played by my man. Tony Thompson. Tony Thompson. That is right. I'm a big Tony Thompson fan. Tony Thompson. We've talked about him on the show. Yeah. If you like like drums, you got to be a Tony Thompson. This was just. Yeah. But uh, Chic, Diana Ross. Disco heyday. I'm a disco guy. I like. I'm, disco. I'm a disco guy. If you haven't watched the PBS documentary on disco, it's really good. Look at the, Alex getting props, man. I, I gotta check that out. Yeah, normally, normally we have a classic rock yeah. crowd. They usually uh, give me shit if it's not a classic rock. No, so. that, 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 I'm a big Diana Ross is like royalty in my book. By the way, sure, uh, sure. Um, I think she's royalty in, in anyone's book that respects music, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, everyone talks about Prince's halftime show. People may forget the Diana Ross halftime show where she goes up into the helicopter, by the way, which is which was unbelievable to see that. He gets lifted Vince, up by a helicopter at the Super Bowl. Yeah. Vince Benetti, if you if you um if you remove hip hop, get Paul, if you remove hip hop, ninety nine percent of what I listen to is music from before I was born. Well, we'll find that out soon. Well, it's a lot of hip hop in my list, yeah. but yes, let's 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 get to that. So, so um, this time of year, for those of you that use uh, Spotify, um, Spotify will develop your your yearly wrap up of your your most listened to songs, most listened to artists, the, the time you uh, the time that you spent listening. Which my my listening time is outrageously high. But uh, I, I pulled, I so I pulled mine. I pulled Coops, and I also pulled Eric Gutterson from uh, Cigar yep. Dojo. He shared his, so I pulled that as well. But we can let's let's take a look at some of our our top played and our top results of the year. Paul, I think this right. image is. Let's take a look up. at. Uh, hold on, let me close this. Let me, let's take a look at uh, Alex's first. Okay, so this is my this is my top artist top songs of the year. Um. I'm my top genre is hip hop, but um, it's kind of an eclectic mix in there. Yeah. So my top my top artist was Jay Z. Um, number two was Led Zeppelin, followed by Nas, another hip hop artist. Interestingly, Menahan Street Band, which is essentially a jazz band, yeah, jazz, made it into at number four and Nirvana and, uh, and five Nirvana. So so I kind of span, you know, I got some hip hop, I got some jazz, and I got some rock. 
in there. It was I, I found it interesting though. So my top artist was Jay Z. Number two was Led Zeppelin, but my top song was actually Fool in the Rain, which I discussed before. Is one of my all time one of my songs. yeah we've talked mine too was my top yeah. song. Are you but, that um, into Nirvana? I don't get you as a Nirvana guy. I I I like Nirvana. Um, I think that Nevermind was one of it's it's up there in in best albums. I don't want to say you know top five or ten, but I think it's up there. Uh, it ties into another thing that most people don't, and we've talked about this before. But I'm a big I I like drums. Dave, I like disco. I like funk. Dave Grohl happens to be, even though he was in Nirvana, he's more of a funk drummer. If you very much Nirvana, yeah. he's actually said this before. Like uh, uh, in in Smells Like Teen Spirit, you know, the start of that song, there's that big that it's that's Gat Band. You know, yeah. that's that's cameo. That big drum huh, yeah. flam. That right. so so it kind of ties in, and 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 you know, obviously Led Zeppelin and Bonham. You know, who you know to me is the best drummer of probably i mean you want to say rock yeah there's uh i forget the other guy's name the drummer who's king of like all drums god what's his name Nick perdomo no 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 this guy's <laughs> like the monster of wait now i gotta find it oh who you i'm not sure you were talking about this one yeah uh it's Buddy Rich, Buddy Rich, Buddy, Buddy Rich, Rich. Yeah, he like, yeah, he's like the dean. Yeah, Buddy, yeah. Like, yeah, Buddy Rich is like highly yeah. regarded. As yeah, but uh, so that that was my list. My list is uh pretty eclectic. It, it spans the board. With um, it was good on Casey from getting that though, Buddy. Yeah. Uh, let's let's take a look at let's take a look at Coop's list. All right. Take a so. This surprises me, man. There, I can explain it though. So All yeah, right, yeah. So Coop. So now, now keep in mind now. Coop's minutes. I have about seventy thousand more minutes listened than Coop. It's kind of insane. Wow! Because yeah. I have a local collection. I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, my I literally I did the math. It's like fifty five days worth of listening. This was my minute span. But eighty yeah. so thousand minutes. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. But uh, Coop, Coop kind of mentioned, and uh, I'll let you explain this. A lot of this was for research for the show. It, it was for the jukebox show primarily. Um, so Neil Diamond came out number one as the artist and the songs, and I can tell you I like Neil Diamond a lot. It's a tribute. I just didn't have a lot of Neil Diamond in my collection, and there was certain – like we do a lot of music breakdowns. We break down songs, lyrics, uh, history of the artist, and, and this year we just happened to have Neil Diamond in there a lot. Uh, Solitary Man was playing into a couple of our personal playlists, kind of personal things, uh, tributes uh, to people you know we knew. The one I'll point out is the one that no one probably sings in my number two on artists. It's called and it's cut off. It's called Hindley Street Country Club. Yeah, so I, I actually, ask you, I actually, I I looked them up. I looked them up after I saw your list, Coop, and they're actually kind of cool. They do a lot of great covers. They're the best cover band in the world, is what I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they have absolutely. a they have a huge um, ensemble of musicians. They're based out of Australia, and they 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 bring the right musicians in for the right songs. They they have this and and they. They do covers as authentic to the originals as you could do. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was I was listening. I checked them out, and, and it, it really, honestly, um, you could. There's there's songs sort of like you could almost like if it wasn't for like the singer not being the exact you you, you wouldn't be able to tell it was a, a cover. Yeah, in some cases they they've even 
done better, I think, than some of the originals. Uh, they're they're big on YouTube. They're very big on YouTube. They're big on Facebook. Uh, they're starting. They, they basically the story of them is like Mick. They covered a Fleetwood Mac song, and Mick Fleetwood like discovered them, and he just started promoting them. Is what happened. So now they're they've got a lot more international claim. I think they're going to tour the U.S. sometime next year. They haven't done that yet, but they're huge in Australia. I'm just surprised I, I, I by see Neil that. Diamond. I said to Alex today, this morning, I was like, I saw Coop's list. When do you ever listen to Neil Diamond other than Sweet Caroline at a, at a wedding? <laughs> um, like I said, it, it had more to do with this. Is I use this for the jukebox show. Not that I don't listen to other stuff, but I I really got hooked on Solitary Man this year as a song. Okay. I just like this. It's a it's a fantastic song. He just he lays down some some great vocals um, on that track. And I know I started putting that song on a lot of my my, my personal Spotify playlist. So that's how that one went, I think, to number one for sure. Because I know I just played that song to death this year. So I think that played into it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, You want to take a look at Master Sensei's? Yes. So so Sensei was gracious enough to uh, share his his list on my post as as well. And um, this is is, about what I – not yeah, it's not surprising to me. Sensei seems like an alt rock kind of guy. The Smiths, Blur, yeah, yeah, I could see this. This doesn't, yeah, you're right. It doesn't yeah, really we, surprise we, me. We did a ska show with him once. He knows ska really well, actually. I can see, I can see that. that. That's not less than yeah. And we did a class show with him. Also, we've done a class show with him. Alternative rock. That's that's what mine would be. Mine would be a lot of alternative rock. And I, I'm like Coop. Like I find a song and I play it to death. And my song right now is I'm not a huge Post Malone fan, but when he was on the Stern show, he did this song called Landmine with like an orchestra and a chorus in the in the studio. And it just like, you know, uh, you know, the reason I like music because of like, you know, vibes, whatever, like and it just like hit a chord with me. It like struck a I don't know, but I've been listening to it nonstop. My kids are walking around singing it like it's just on all the time it's just a, such a well done and i don't like the studio version i only like the one he did on the stern show live so and there's been a couple of instances like that when i i think when i saw um who was it sia on the stern show she did she did one a chandelier live there amazing gaga same thing the, the two yeah. songs that gaga has done live in the studio I, those i'll play over and over again but I would I would say that my top artist would have to be Billy Joel, I'm sure, because it's in my top 25 I most could, played I on could, my. I if, I, if, if this was indicated of my personal playlist, Billy Joel would have definitely been been in my top five. Right. Um. So it was a little bit. Um. Yeah, like I said, I think it was more skewed for what I was doing. Alex, have you did you see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? Or Paul, did you guys see the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year? I Ceremony? did. I did, and I heard about it. Like you I read articles. Stole, about you know who stole the show? And I was completely surprised. It wasn't Jimmy Page. It was New Edition doing the tribute to the Spinners. Really? They came out and they paid homage to the Spinners. And I think they just opened the doors to a whole new audience, what they did. You know, now these guys are in their 50s and not in their, their teens. They were so, they were so, it was such a good homage they did to them. I, I thought they did fantastic uh, during the set. Because the Spinners are pretty much, there's only one alive right now. So they had to have someone perform Spinners music when they got in. And, and they New Edition, I was like, these guys? And I'm like, they were really good. Really? All right. I was shocked. I was shocked, yeah. 
There were a couple really of good huge. inductees this year, though, right? Yeah, I don't. I thought last year's was a better class, but this year wasn't bad. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is very much like the cigar aficionado list, is what I'm just saying. It brings yeah. the same arguments up a lot of times. But, so. but wasn't it? It was that last year. It was uh, Bon Jovi, right? No, Duran Duran. Oh, okay, Duran Duran. Duran Duran was, was uh, and that's I'm a big Duran Duran guy, so, uh, so that was a big years ago, Two years ago was was uh, what's his name? Was was Bon Jovi? Right, something like that. I remember seeing that. I don't remember when he got in. Well, they got in, I should say. Chaka Khan got in this year. Chaka Khan. See Chaka Khan. Chaka Khan was with Sia actually. She performed with Sia this year. Bernie Taupin was not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame until no. this year. Nope. So was Elton that? John? Is Elton John yeah. in the Rock and Roll? So yeah. they inducted Elton John and not Bernie. Elton was inducted as a performer. Bernie was inducted as a songwriter. Wow, that surprised. That's the difference. He was inducted as a songwriter this year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's weird to me. Yeah, it, it's the 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 non-performing categories are are more arbitrary. They're they're decided by committee. Right. I yeah. see Don Cornelius. Oh, okay. Don Cornelius got in and, too. And New Edition played homage to Don Cornelius and Soul Train as well. By the way, that set. The, yeah, they did a little. They had the last song they performed. Did a little tribute to to that. They did a nice and job Missy with Elliot? that. Though. Yeah, like that's really what Missy Elliott the... looks like now. Missy Elliott, yeah, yeah, she, she lost a lot of weight. I mean, and she you know, she, she's really as far as female hip hop artists. You think about that, she's one of the pioneers in that era, a lot of ways. Oh, uh, yes, and 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 her sound and her, uh, and her... absolutely, absolutely, yeah. I I always sound. liked her, but man, wow, she she looks better now than she did twenty years ago. Yeah, well, she lost a lot of weight. I thought Cheryl Crow looked better. I looks better now than she ever has. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know. I've always had a thing for Cheryl Crow, man. I like Cheryl Crow a lot. Yeah, she's one. She's fantastic, but two, she's just a good-looking chick, man. Lance Armstrong. Oh, that's cool. Cool. That's that's interesting. So, is it is it only for Spotify Premium? I I don't know, but I get it every year. So we I do. Pay for Spotify see, we Premium. have. I have a Sirius XM subscription, so Pandora comes with that. The Pandora Premium comes with that, so we listen to Pandora in the car sometimes amazon music in the car and and sirius but i don't listen to i only listen to howard stern on sirius i, I literally pay whatever the fee is per year just to listen to howard stern that's it uh, howard howard it's, he's changed a lot though compared to how he used to be you'd agree right like howard's I, now I becoming agree. this interviewer guy where he right i agree coop but i to me I, listen the show lost a lot when Artie lang left for sure to, yeah. In my eyes, Artie, Artie was the best thing to happen to that show in years. But I don't know. I just I'm still one of those guys that like I I a lot of what Howard talks about when he's not getting political and stuff and like when what he talks about, I just I don't know. You can relate to it. You know, this is a, a billion dollar man, basically. Right. I mean, he's had several five hundred million dollar contracts there and he's, you know, talking about how, you know, he, he took a piss the other day and he left a little spot on his pants and then he went to a, a cocktail party and everybody was looking at his crotch because he didn't realize he got a little spot of pee on his white pants. You know, like, I don't know. He's like a regular guy. I just like but that stuff. There, there was no one better he had on as a guest than Richard Simmons. There was no one. <laughs> no, when the last time up. Richard was on, he ruined that relationship. Richard ran out and that's what he started. Richard ran out and then came back and then he disappeared from the planet after that. Like, <laughs> 
Right, right. Oh, but does, right. if you go on YouTube and Google or, or search for some of the Howard Stern, I mean, they, oh my goodness, they would destroy him. I mean, but Coop, when you were when you were list when you were listening back in the day, that's when he like was friends with like Richard used to come over to his house. Oh, he, yes, and he was friends kids. with the girls and all. <laughs> right, he brought yeah. the girls Barbie dolls a couple times and like, yeah, and Howard would just you know totally go, you know. Uh, but I uh, see, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I remember he no, was a local ahead. guy, Howard. So I mean, local yeah. radio guy in New York. That's what I remember him. Yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy Bush, I I agree with you. I think Joe Rogan is now like the interviewer, like to get on. You know, we're before like to get. Obviously, he's not a shock jock or anything. Joe Rogan has kind of become that now. Absolutely, and him with Elon Musk. Did you see that interview? The Elon Musk interview was awesome. I haven't he's, seen he's that Elon one. Musk on a couple of times. But I would say Joe Rogan, I would agree. Well, the most recent Elon Musk one was, was You know, great. this time and age, it's, you know, yeah. to get on Rogan is like, we'll get you there. He went big time with his show, though, too. When he signed all the advertising rights over to Spotify, it's like, you know, I used to have clients that could run on there. You can't. You can't run on the show unless you spend a million dollars and they're booked out for three years. Like he and he has no say in any of it. They just say, "Here's what you read." And he, I think he wanted that, like be hands off with the advertising. Yeah, sure. I mean, for advert, I don't think he cares about advertising. Yeah. yeah, if you can cut me, cut me a three million, three hundred million dollar check, and I'll, I'll, right. I'll advertise whatever the hell you want to. Right. You know, but no, he still does a lot of his, a lot of his stuff. It's still in line with his, you know, I like, like on it, the on it products, which, which I buy, you know, it's, it's still kind of, I think he has, yeah, he has standards. Like he won't just advertise anything, but it's, yeah. it makes it difficult for, to get in there, I guess. And, and we're difficult we're, for you. <laughs> well, we're a decent sized agency, but I used to listen, man, we've, we've run clients to Stern. We've run, you know, to big shows rush. We used to run uh, radio to rush and, I don't know. It's it's very difficult to deal with Spotify. If if you talk to anybody in the advertising world, I don't know if anybody's on here. There, you know, Sirius is very easy to deal with. Um, Fox is the absolute worst, and above Fox is is Spotify. They are they're a nightmare because they they're so hands off. They don't want to even deal with people, but you can't buy it through their platform, so you have to deal with a person and just. I don't know. I'm come. You come to them with a, a multi million dollar buy, and they kind of poo poo you. Like it's it's yeah. They're just a bad yeah. company to deal with. So so keeping keeping with music, obviously, as you guys saw, I have like on Spotify eighty thousand minutes worth of music that I've listened to this year. Um, I'm a big curator of playlists. I like yeah. to create different playlists because I like to have different types of music for different things that I do, you know, um, I have a lot, I have a lot of different playlists that are, that are no, no lyrics that are strictly instrumental and there's different ones. You know, I have instrumentals that I listen to when I'm working. I have a specific chess, uh, when I'm playing chess playlist, it's, it's all instrumental. I don't want words. I get distracted, but I also don't want it to be too fast because it, it, it'll kind of break my concentration. Coop, do you kind of like, like when you're do you when you review a cigar, is there music playing? Do you have a specific thing oh, that you kind, of move, you kind of want to be in? Um, when I'm yeah, I mean, I tend to uh, I it doesn't have to be anything that pairs with the cigar exactly, right? So, right. Um, but it is. I tend to like I said, it's very it's a mix. I mean, it's honestly it's a mix. So whether it's 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 rock, whether it, and I will listen to classical a lot of times. I do like listening to classical. 
uh, jazz in there. Uh, not so much country or, or not so much hip hop. I'm just like, occasionally I'll throw a song in from there or there. But uh, but no, it does it it does it has to be a, when I'm reviewing a cigar. It can't be something that's distracting me from the cigar. Right. Uh, right. That's why I don't have the TV on when I review a cigar either. Um, I'm not doing a conference call or anything like that. So it's something that just has to be in the background that I can absorb, but not distract, get me to the point where it's distracting or it's taking my attention away from the cigar. Right. Coop is a I, professional. I, I can see Coop yeah. like locking himself up in a, in, in his office doing a review with like, you know, a stenotype machine and a girl sitting there taking his notes. Like, uh, uh I get a little bit of chocolate on this one and, uh, the draw is good. You know, we, we, love no, chocolate. Gotta... we love chocolate on cigar notes. We love our flavor <laughs> notes on cigars, just so you know. We love them, despite what some pundits say out there. <laughs> yeah, no. We I'm, I'm love them. Though. And guess what? Everyone have... reads it. They can tell me they don't read it. They all read it. Yeah. They can say they don't read it. They read it. Trust me. <laughs> you know, I was reading a review the other day, and some of them get wild, though. I think in the same thing, it was like, Dry wood, Elmer's glue, Elmer's and acid. Glue. I said, why do you not? Oh, yes. Was that Charlie? Of course, of yes. course it was Charlie. I, he's, Charlie. The one, he's, he's got the famous one, taco meat. Right with the, the there's, there's guys out there, there worse than Charlie. I'm going to tell you, there's a couple I'm guys sure. out there worse than Charlie. Yeah, but, I'm sure. I yeah, mean, you taste what you taste, I guess. But the, the, I, oh no, it was the it was not the it was the warhead or something like that that he said that about <laughs> the taco meat. Yeah. Um, no, but it's um. Usually, from a cigar, I kind of get five to seven main notes out of it. Um, and no, I'm not going to say it tastes good or tastes like tobacco. Then, then why do what we do, right? But do I go into uh, fruity pebbles? No, I don't get into that that part of it either. So yeah, look, th this is this is this is Charlie was reviewing the Palstani, Connecticut, right? Which he scored a ninety-one. That's one of Mike's Mike cigars. Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. But in in the in the stuff. same in the now, if I'm reading this right, <laughs> if I'm reading and I get started, I can't for the life of me imagine that I'm going to see a 91 at the end. So what the notes? Some of the notes in the same paragraph is soy sauce, stale water, <laughs> stale water, and and Elmer's glue. <laughs> are some of the notes that of of so um, so if I'm going from there I'm like oh god this you know somewhere somewhere along the line it wound up as a 91 but just based on that I would have thought that this isn't going to end well for this yeah stale water does it sound yes. like a 91 <laughs> rating to me what is stale right. water exactly <laughs> I don't know uh, I don't know occasionally have I thrown in a Pez candy. Or an unsweetened marshmallow? Yes, I have done it. I'm not gonna say I haven't, but uh, I have done some strange ones from time to time. But usually, it's not like over. I don't over engineer it because a lot of times too, I think people try to paint the cigar to be more complex than it really is. And I see a lot of reviewers try to just make every cigar to be the most complex animal out there, and it's not. Right. 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 Uh, yeah. Which but, is okay uh, too, by the way. Yeah, like, I don't. I don't need an ultra complex cigar. Sometimes, no, it, it doesn't, and it doesn't have to transition all the time either to be to be good. Um, that's that's kind of like my feeling on it. The you know I what? Agree. The only thing that I find consistent with every cigar I smoke is that the, there is a always a transition at the very very end of the cigar. But what are they? What is uh? What's his name? Call it the final third. Like the but the very. I'm even past that. You know, when you get to the to the nubbing part, that's when. 
Well, sure. I mean, but at that point, you're dealing with a lot of tar, a lot of buildup. Right. You probably of, should. I probably still shouldn't yeah. be smoking it, but right. some of them I like so much. I, you know, it, I want to get it, as it, much out of it as possible. Casey, I was going to say the same thing. There's zero transition in Padron. Zero. There's very little transition in Padron. They're not overly. They're not. You don't have to overly think it. Yes. Uh, doesn't mean it's a bad cigar by an, right. by any means with it. Um, but you know, it's uh. So, you know, I, when I hear these guys, because there's, there's a group of people who just think, well, I have to just say it tastes like tobacco. Um, those are people just, in my opinion, are trying to discredit us. There's no other way you could say that. You're, you're trying to discredit what we do. Don't read us if you don't. If you don't, But they all read us anyway. So, Yeah, I mean, sure. it, it, listen, it's very much the, the, the cigar palette is very much similar to, well, I didn't say it this show, but I will, to like Come a sommelier. Yeah, but but – when my when my wife was training to become a Sam, she they teach you about cigars as well. Like they you you learn about what what cigar you should pair with what type of grape. Like which which uh, not necessarily brands of cigars, but which uh, type of cigar you would you would uh, pair with a with with a certain grape. That's just part of it. I mean, it's not a huge part of it, but it is. You know, yeah. it's a very and it's about the palate. There are a couple of reviewers out there who, who review on pairings. I mean, um, and there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Sure. There's a site uh, I've listened I've, – I've, I've followed up for 10 years called Casas Fumando. It's a great site. It's a smaller site, and constantly their cigars are paired with, with something, and that's how they've done their reviews. I think they do a nice job with it, yeah. Randy's whole show isn't Flavor Odyssey. That's that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a whole avenue for that. Um it's all just so subjective, I guess. Too. That's that's it, just. It's, it's supposed to be subjective. That you're asking yeah. for someone's opinion on it. Um, you know. Uh, I mean, I just. I don't know if you saw. I reviewed the ten by one hundred cigar earlier this week, and it it had a few problems with it. Um, oh, I but, didn't see it. I wanted to. Look. I didn't. And, see it had, I had a few problems, but it's gonna. Yeah, it didn't do great. But um, I'll say this: the flavor was on point. It had some construction issues, unfortunately. So, so yeah, a, c- a cigar reviewer is 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 from from the perspective of a reader or a person is is no different than um a customer trusting a tobacconist right so if 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 guys if i know if guys know what i smoke and 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 they know you know they know that i may recommend a cigar they know what i like right and they know that what i like is kind of in their wheelhouse so they they will give more credence to what i'm saying because they know usually what i like is what what, what they kind of like and and that same thing i think you needed to develop with your cigar reviewer you know there's a guy and i was actually surprised um and i just mentioned this before there was a guy there's a guy from canada who comes down to the west palm store usually every year this time of year max eisenberg he's been a long customer of smoking for years 20 plus years um, but one day I was talking to him and, and, and this is a guy, he doesn't know our ins and outs and connections. And he said to me, you know, there's this guy on the internet that I like, his name is cigar coop. You know, his reviews always seem to kind of fall <laughs> in line with literally no, as He said, he, you That's know, so we kind, kind of, we tend to be on the same line, the stuff that he kind of reviews high, I tend to like. And so I look at his reviews because it's in line with what I like. So I think that's kind of like what you need to do as a consumer with a cigar reviewer, you know, because look, cigars are subjective, you know, you're not going to everybody kind of, but when you find a guy that, yeah, I kind of lean with this guy with what he says, with what he likes, I'm going to pay more attention to his reviews because they tend to be in my same lane. 
that's what it exactly it should be. And and my goal is not to replace every other reviewer, to, but it's to provide my perspective. Exactly. And I find that with Alex, especially like, I feel like yeah. Alex and I have very similar palates. So when he tells me a cigar, like he'll, you know, he obviously smokes a lot more cigars than I do, but he'll be like, you know what you should try. And he's You'll turned like me on this because I know that you like stuff that I like. Yeah. And yeah. he's turned yeah. me on to some stuff that like brands even that I've completely written off because I've had a couple of blends and I really just didn't like them. It's not that they were bad yeah. cigars. It just weren't for me. And he's turned me on to a couple. Of them. I'm like, really? This is like a six dollar cigar. I love this. This is delicious. You know, and, yeah. and not to not to bring him up again, but like Adam always gave me great recommendations, too. Honestly, yeah, he, he had a, a very similar palate to mine. Which so is yeah, I get that. surprising that Adam could taste cigars through <laughs> through the booze. Some surprise, right? Right. Palate could actually taste. You know, cigar. Adam. Adam introduced me. I had never smoked Illusione before, uh, or is it Illusione? I don't know. I say it like it's Italian. Whatever. Illusione. Illusione. Uh, but I had never smoked them before, and Adam gave me my first one, and I was like, "Holy shit! How have I not tried these cigars?" Um, no. It's on this show. I mean, I know Alex was smoking the uh, 2012 by Oscar Sumatra on one of the shows, and then I happened to have that cigar, and it's just I was I was motivated to pick it up and smoke it based on that. So, right. you know, you do you get that you get that from a lot of your peers from time to time, and, and a lot of times I'll agree. You know, there's always a time I'll disagree. Right. Uh, it's about it's fun to disagree with someone you know on a cigar. Absolutely. It is a fun. Absolutely. It, it, definitely, yeah. Because there's no right or wrong. You can't, right, you know, yeah, if, if I like the cigar and you didn't, I can't say, cool, yeah. you're wrong. You did like the cigar. You think you didn't, you know, um, right. you know, sometimes just like I, it was, it was, you know, we found at Wild Coop that the dojo guys at first, first go round did not care for the uh, knuckle sandwich Connecticut. We were both well, I remember. shocked. We were shocked. Yeah. But that's the cigar we were both, you know, high on. So I, yeah. you know it's fun it's 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 a subjective thing yeah it, it definitely it definitely is um yeah so and I, like we a lot of us in the media we don't tell each other what our number one cigars are going to be in fact the, the guys on the coop team we don't tell each other what we're putting on our list and that's and that, really that, that's currently in the process right coop are you you currently it in starts the next week it's going to start next week yeah oh i always look forward to that actually i'm sure yeah, that's got to say they hate it but guess what it gets my biggest numbers of the year so yeah, exactly. a lot of people hate don't hate it but they still read it so <laughs> I, I listen i like those lists. i like all the lists man because again you look at it as this is yeah. their list they're not yeah. telling you that this is the objective truth of what the number one cigar of the year this is my list of what yeah. i yeah. find to be yeah the top cigars of the year and there and there yeah is, no it's true there is a a a, a a part of the list that really do help the uh the companies because like who was it uh kurt uh not kurt kyle kyle's cigar that got cigar of the year with the pink band what was that um oh shit, kyle willis warped yeah from warp well, he got number three he got number three on aficionado one yeah okay so with yeah. that like I, I never would have picked up one of those cigars, and I, I smoked that because of the. I mean, it was out. You know, it, Smoke In does a great job of saying here's the top cigars. They put them out right after the list came out. Yeah, out some, some, sometimes it's a gift and a curse. You know, if you go back in the day, I don't know, if, Paul, if you were kind of in the mix back then, but I, when when Alec Bradley got that number one with the Prusado, they were not prepared. 
and no. they, they and couldn't make enough, right? Yeah, they didn't have them. They had, yeah, and they ended up with real quality issues with them yeah, afterwards. Yeah, quality issues. And and you know, I remember back then, Alan kind of came out and said, "Yeah, we had, we had, you know." He was very, very transparent on that. He did yeah, not he run was. and hide from it. Yeah, he said, "I yeah. got to make this right." And then he says, "I have to tell people what happened here." Right. Um, it was a, it was an incredible story. That was it's still one of the most incredible stories I remember over the last ten years. Oh. I could see that, for sure. Yeah, no, it's it, it's a fun season. Um, like I said, it's a very fun season we have coming upon us, and um, it's always good to kind of prognostic. Like I, I usually guess the dojo guys uh, number one every year. So, um, I've already throw, I've already been throwing Eric some things, you know, barbs on it. <laughs> his is his is a little easier to figure well, out. They have some brand them. favorites over there for sure. Well, when they start posting the pictures sure. over and over again, it's right, 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 <laughs> like right, right. I, I guessed last year the H ninety nine. It was so easy. <laughs> They were smoking that like like chain smoking those. So yeah, right. So uh, yeah, while we're here and we're chatting, let's uh, let's get some news rolled up. And it yep. is time for the man who always has the scoop, the scoop with Coop. Hey, yo, what's my theme music? The scoop with Coop, breaking industry news. Hear it first on KMA Talk Radio and Cigar Coop.com. A bit of a light week coming out of the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, obviously, the big news we talked about earlier in the show is Fuente and Padron has shipped, at least out of the factory. So we're waiting for it to get in the stores. But there were a couple of other uh, stories this week. There were two stories from um, a company I know we've all talked about on this show. I think we're very high on this company, Adventura Cigars. Oh, yeah. So the first story is that uh, Adventura Cigars has opened up their own factory, Tabacalera Mina del Rey, which means... Uh, the King's Mine. And I think a lot of people may know the story of how this, this is kind of a, a lemons to lemonade story. They, last year, the factory that um, they used, Tobacco or William Ventura, it's the factory owned by Aventura co-owner Henderson's father, burned to the ground. I mean, the, the thing was absolutely annihilated with a fire. Yeah, we saw so, the pictures. It was, you saw the pictures. It, 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 it was horrendous. Um, and, but they had, they've been they able to keep going because they have had some other factories in tobaccos and other places they were able to work with, but ultimately they had a lot of issues. Like they were really struggling for the past few months because, you know, the back orders and just kind of getting, you know, putting certain things in production. Uh, but they forged ahead and they did open their own factory, uh, called Tobacco Lera, uh, Mina Del Rey. It's going to be dedicated to Aventura. So it's not a huge factory. It's about, um... I think it's under 10 pairs they have there. and uh, But they are now in operation. And I think they've been in operation since the few, past few months. But now they've kind of officially announced it to the world right. that uh, they're, they're in operation. Um, and um, good story for those because they're really good guys. Um, they are good guys. Glad, yeah. glad to see them starting to try to get, get yeah, back on their we, feet. Uh, they were my number two cigar of the year a couple of years ago, and the award got lost in the fire. So I'm going to be giving them a replacement award at, at the trade show this year. Um, there you, you know, go. To make sure they get back. But, yeah, uh, again, that's not a huge factory by any means. But uh, the fact that it's dedicated to the brand, they can do things. They can. It allows them to focus now because they don't have to be dependent on someone else's production schedule. They're going to have total control of that, which gives them more abilities to do limiteds and one-offs and things like that. So I, I think it's a really, really good story for those guys. I'm happy for them. Uh, uh, Henderson and his partner, Marcel, are just really great people. 
uh, to deal with. And they make they're making really. I mean, I think we can all uh, that great smoke product they did was was a real good one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think it was one of the better great smokes. And Henderson's doing the um if, if I'm not saying Henderson's doing the dinner this year. Henderson is doing the dinner this year. That is correct. So, so. I'm sure something out of that factory is probably gonna be coming out for that that event, I'm I'm guessing. We we shall see. Yep. I'll tell you a quick quick fun fact. I've never shared this before, but uh I was actually um working on a, a micro blend project with those guys and um you know, we had the product, we had it down, and unfortunately, all of my cigars went up in smoke in the fire. Oh, so, oh yeah, no! So, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that was a tough time for those guys. Good to see them. Yeah, kind of bouncing. Back. It, it really is, and they had such a positive attitude coming at it. I mean, I, I, I messaged Henderson and Marcel, and they were so appreciative that I even messaged them on it. You know, obviously. No one got hurt, which was the most important thing. So, um, you know, tobacco can be replaced. It's painful, I know, but people can't be replaced, you know, so. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fires just happen. It's part of the business, unfortunately. But they had, but this week they also had a new release come out. Um, The La Rorona, uh, which is a cigar. It's a pretty limited release. Um, that really they, they release to some of their top retailers every year. Um, it is become really a cool fan favorite, I think, of among. I thought it was a great cigar. Uh, they came out with a new size of it in the form of a 6x44 Corona size, which is really nice. Uh, it's a little hard to see, but the bands are really cool. It's got this two-part band, actually, that you can um, you can play with, and uh, it changes like the, the, the image on the band. So it's, it's kind of a cool thing. has the colors of the Dominican Republic. Uh, La Rorona is some um, Latin folklore story um, that uh, is about a, uh, some ghost out there. It's a it's a pretty popular thing. Okay. So uh, those should start hitting the shelves this month. So they're act- they uh, we we got them in the other day. They are actually oh so they already hit. They've already you already got yeah them. they've hit. We got them. They are available on the site now. The new oh great. Stuff. They look yep. pretty. Yeah, they, they're good. Cigars 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 themselves cigar. look good. We did, a, a, we did a six by forty four coat. Yeah, six by four four. You came out with a robusto last year, right? Um, and I'm glad to see that they were able to get that cigar into production and everything because, you know that that uh that was really one of their big hits last year when that robusto came out. Yeah, and that's uh that's a cigar they only send to select accounts as well. Right, it's very it's yeah it's limited distribution they do of that, so it's it's really for their main main accounts, some of their larger accounts who've been with them for a while. So, uh, and I love my favorite cigar of theirs is still the Queens Pearl, Connecticut. Uh, that's that's a great cigar, and I love the I, Corona I size. Agree. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. one of the best Connecticut's ever, in my yes. opinion. Yes, when yeah. I smoked it, yeah. I said, "Man, uh, this is not uh, just not just." Uh, uh, there's a lot of great Connecticut's out there. I'd put that uh, any Connecticut. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a lot of like it's a good things, and I'm happy for those guys uh, personally as well. Yeah, it's good to see them yep. kind of getting back on their feet. Yep. Um, one other story this week, another guy who's recently opened up a factory, although his wasn't quite under the same circumstances, but Renier Lorenzo of HBC Cigars, uh, last year he's opened up his new factory. And I'm just going to say the stuff coming out of that new factory has been dynamite. I mean, he's, it's just everything coming out of it has been really good. Uh, he's got a new size of the hotcake, Maduro, coming out in the form of a 35 by 44 um, half Man, corona. That, that is tiny. 
that is that tiny. Is tiny, man. That is tiny. But this is the time of the year when yes. the, short, the short smokes yes. come out, particularly in the Northeast. When yes. if someone needs to go outside and they want to enjoy a smoke, but they don't want to rush through something, uh, a cigar that size is very, very enjoyable. So, um, you know, uh, Rainier's really good with the small. Like, Rainier's really good with all the cigars, but he has a knack with these small cigars that I think really, really play up. And Hotcake's been one of his more successful lines. So those are supposed to hit the stores uh, this month. Um, they should be shipping any day right now. You know, the only thing that's, in, you know, listen, Rainier's a great guy. They make great cigars. I just feel, at least for us, we haven't been able to, like, get him, like, over the edge yet, you know, because I feel like he's, you know, the, the quality of cigars, he's making it great. He's a great guy. He's willing yeah. to, you know, to do whatever he needs to do. Um, I feel like with, with just a little, man, it, it'll it'll really. He, he really, I mean, I know he's got a team of people working with him, but he still very much is the one-man show with that thing. Right. So he's doing right. the events. He's down now. He has a factory. He's handling distribution. Right. There's only so much you can do with that. There's only so much one guy can do. Absolutely. You know, we, we've we've seen it with Agonorsa for a long time with Terrence, and now Terrence has some people that you know around him that are able to help out a little more. So right. um, I do think he needs a little help. I don't think the product's the problem. I think it's a bandwidth problem. Not, not at all. Right. Right. The product it, is definitely not the problem. Yeah. I mean, because the cigars have gotten pretty good accolades, and like I said. They're pretty good. I mean, they're, they're, uh, especially the last year already had coming out. But, you know, in a store like Smoke In, I can get it. You have so much shelf space, but yet you have a lot of people competing for that shelf space. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. But uh, no, man, he makes a quality. He makes a quality product. Yeah. And Cigar Coop just went down. Interesting. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's freezing out. <laughs> oh, here. Back. We're, back. We're back. We're back now. Yeah. It was, I was just Googling something. But yeah, it went, went back in there. So yeah, you're um, frozen on my side, but I can hear you. And you're not you're not frozen in the worst possible All right. uh, scenario. You want me to come in and out or stay? Yeah, okay. You can come in. You can come in. I can I can monologue for a minute or two. We only got ten minutes left. All right, it's just me. What are we talking about? We're talking chess. No, I won't do that to you. I won't talk chess. But uh, yeah, I don't know. For some reason, we've been getting these technical issues like towards the end of the show. Don't know why, but they'll be back. With that being said, I guess I'll just update you guys. You know, as as most of you know. Um, Holidays with Sucker Claws started yesterday, and uh, we got some new great stuff, man. We got new original swag uh, that you can get with your purchases. And, uh, of course, we're going to have a big raffle with Steve on January 3rd. Paul's back. Five minutes well, or after you froze, Coop froze. It's, oh, uh, my I was God. The, I was the last man standing. I had to I had to switch over to a quick monologue, but you're back. Talking you're back. about the Sucker Claws promotion? Yeah, yeah. I just mentioned, you know, Sucker Claws is going on now. Yeah, we got about five minutes till curtain call, and everything went to uh, everything went to shit. Paul is disappearing within his green screen. Sorry, I, it <laughs> looks weird now, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It's like your camera's not. That's right. Everybody's coming back. I think we got Coop back now too. Here's Koopa. This thing oh. not just freezes the screen; it it crashes my browser on top of that. Yeah, me too. Yeah, well, I have did to you send an email. The browser. You didn't send uh, an email. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Send an email, please tell them, dude. Because it's not your camera. It's not, you know, me, you, Cooper, all we're in three different parts of the world, three different cameras, three different problem. computers. Yeah, and we're having yeah. the same problem. I think we're Luckily, gonna go, I think we're gonna have to go back to the old school maybe. program that we used to maybe. use. It's, it Luckily we made it through well. an hour 
and 50 minutes of the show. But yeah, we were but, talking. But, about but I happened last week around this time with me too. Yep, right me towards too. the end. Right yeah. towards the end. We'll, we'll yeah. power through it. I could have did a yep. monologue. I would have rambled on about something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we all have the gift of gab. Yeah. Coop, anything else? That's it for this week. It was kind of a light week uh, with the Thanksgiving holiday. It's because we have like the next few weeks till January when we start seeing the sales meetings happen. What do you got coming up this week? Um, this week, um, well, the countdown begins on Friday on Cigar Coops. That's the big thing. Okay. We'll start the countdown. Uh, the night before, uh, we're going to be interviewing Les Mann uh, from ST DuPont. Um, I've known Les a long time. I, I haven't interviewed him in a long time. Great like, conversationalist, back. man. He's yeah, got, yeah he is a r- really good guy. So, so that's coming up. Um, and the other thing we're working on, we do this every year. In, we didn't do it last year, because, but we do our... Uh, our unauthorized, unofficial cigar aficionado prediction show, uh, where it's like a, and we we didn't do it last year because they moved the date and we weren't ready for it. Um, uh, but this year we're doing it, and we do like a like a a data breakdown. We look at historical trends and we try to guess who's going to be number one. And that will be on December twelfth. That show, so it's back. People were upset we didn't do it last year, but we just we couldn't pull the data together fast enough to do it because we have to look I... at every review they do. I'm still, I'm still, I, I said this almost a year ago or a little less than a year ago. I'm still calling Allegiance in the top three. I'm calling Allegiance at least in the top 10, but, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's top three. I mean, EPC is, uh, is tends to be high on cigar aficionado lists. They, they, they're a lock to be on the list. Like there's certain companies that make it every year. And I'll just say the companies that make it every year have very good reputations. So. Sure. I mean, Oliva, Padron, Fuente, now E.P. Carrillo, My Father. These are cigars that every year you know that there's a quality cigar that can, can land on a list. It's just trying to figure out which one it is that they that they liked. Right. Habanos, right. They, they love Habanos. It won't be a Habanos this year, I'll tell you that. They won't go Habanos two years in a row. Valid point. Valid point. You're but, right. But it the, usually it never the, does. But one thing I'll tell people, it's not teasing people. Cigar Aficionado has had some very high scores this year. Much so, much more than in previous years. A lot of ninety fours and ninety fives that were done during in the in the tastings during the year, which you normally don't see. So I don't know what's going on with that. They if they're just tasting better cigars or if they're scoring a little different. But the trend is, I can tell you, the the, the scoring is much higher this year for whatever reason. Hmm, we shall see. All yeah, that, that'll uh... be on December twelfth. So we're kind of doing a lot of prep this next week on it. I that'll, saw the other day. Cool. Uh, I didn't read it. I still have the tab up, but the the interview with Nick Malillo that I'd really like to to get through and read. Oh, I, I just I'll realized that I have a. Uh, I don't know if he's watching, but if ain't, I'm gonna call him out anyway. So I have a show. December sixth. Oh, I heard about. I heard about yeah. this show. So he, he has formulated some kind of debate between me and Terrence Riley. All I'm going to say is, Alan, you better be on point. I refuse to be on a shit show of a show. Come correctly. (laughs) Okay? Is he doing it from his car? I'm no big shot, but I I like to run an organized show. You better have your points down. Better do this right. Okay? You're the moderator, Alan. You're not the debater here. That's what I'll just say. You're the moderator. You you asked me to debate Terrence Riley. I shall debate Terrence Riley. I can't wait. On plethora of, you know, me and Terrence Riley, we do well together. But Alan, you know, spend some time. Spend some time prep and, and run the show correctly. 
I don't know where he's doing the show from. He's on the road somewhere, so he's going to be doing it from somewhere. I think he's making his way down to you guys back, I think, next yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I know he's stopping by here at some point, he said. As long as it's not in his car, I think he'll be fine. That's yeah. that's the only issue with the technology. I nah. mean, cell phones <laughs> have come a long way, but whenever – Alex knows, like, whenever somebody says, well, I'll be traveling, so I'll be in the car, we're always like, oh, wait, hold on. A- Alan what? needs a, just a quick lesson in camera angles. It's tough. Like, it's a tough. Five. Even I struggle with it. But it's tough. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, and 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 you know, and microphones. None yes. of us are. None of us yes. are Brad Pitt. So we, you gotta, you gotta do what you can. No, with but him. Alan's yeah. usually like got the camera from like down here. And it's yeah, like he's looking usually up like at the, him. It's like yeah, it's you know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 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 Before the show started, I had to prop mine up so that you get a, yeah, at least a, on. It's you know, better to be little, looking up at the camera little, than to be looking down because you look down. Little. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But I always tell people. The audio is the key thing of what we do. When people are a little more forgiving on video, audio, they're unforgiving. They will not give you a chance if the audio goes bad. Yeah. Well, sure. And plus, there's a lot of there's a lot of platforms where the you know KMA including Cooper, where it's just on audio, so they they yeah. aren't they aren't seeing video. So if your audio right sucks, right right they uh, yeah that, I don't I think what McAuliffe does is strictly video, so it's a little I get it's a little, but even right. so, you got to have your audio. That's the biggest complaint we get. Is if the Absolutely. audio is off, we we hear it. Believe me, and, and rightfully so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our show for this morning. Uh, hope we entertained you and did all that other stuff that Abe normally says at this part of the show. But uh, <laughs> whatever it is, he says. Uh, yeah, whatever we'll he says. That. We hope we did that. But um, thank you. Is he for back next week. Coming. Along. I think he is back this week. He nothing's wrong with Abe. He, he had another. Uh, he had another basketball game this sure. week, and he is he is into the season. We'll definitely get a uh, recap from him next week. I yep. want behind-the-scenes footage of him yeah, yeah, yeah. on the side of the court. <laughs> I, I can only Claiming about the raps and stuff. Right, 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 right. But uh, luckily, Abe likes, his, yeah. his, Abe likes the coaches this year. So Yeah, compared to last year, it was. <laughs> so uh, that's our show for this week. Folks, in the meantime, uh, we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Until then, keep it lit.